what are you, what's your why? What are you doing this for? If you're doing this just to make it to the games, you're not doing it right. Like you should be doing it to be better than you were last year to have fun. Like if you're not doing this and you're not having fun, that's when you should be this done. This is where you're meant to be. Like I know it. I've never My best self is better than every single person who's going to walk on that platform that Gosh, man, that was, was a moment to change my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. The journey to a better you starts right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly. On this week's show, I am sitting down with Leah Irons, a CrossFit athlete as well as gym owner of CrossFit Ammo down in Texas. I came across Leah competing at the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge when I was watching the live stream. And I mentioned this on the podcast, but I think it's worth repeating. I'm a fan of the sport of CrossFit, but I really don't care about where people finish i don't care about you know seeing the top seeing who wins the games anything like that i'm just kind of more looking for the people with really cool backstories the people who are able to balance being an elite athlete with the responsibilities of everyday life and i think leah really resembles that she had a great performance at the mac maybe it wasn't the placing that she thought that she was gonna have going into the weekend but she finished really strong got a second place overall in there which is absolutely awesome and uh we had a really good conversation i think you guys are really gonna dig this one if you want to support the show if you hear this and you like it you get inspired by it just make sure to share it out on your story on social media and you can also support the podcast if you're in the market for wrist wraps check out richmondweightlifting.com you can use the code bty10 swear they are the best wrist wraps in the game so if you have any wrist issues crossfit weightlifting powerlifting anything like that check out richmondweightlifting.com code bty10 all right let's send it over the conversation yeah it's it's funny and now that i'm thinking because like i always talk on the podcast about like what to do if you don't have time or if you're getting started into crossfit um busy schedule stuff like that and now i'm finally like oh this is what it's like to actually not have time to do stuff and like um how am i going to go to the gym how am i going to do all these things and i'm like all right now i'm being tested like i get to actually see if i believe in what i say i believe in yeah it's like what would you what would you do (laughs) or what would you say to other people yeah exactly. and now you got to practice what you preach (laughs) yeah and I think it's a lot harder than I expected it to be yeah well that was me like coming off of the season and like that week after I would tell somebody the same thing if they like went through this tough season up until semifinals and I just never understood why people took like two weeks off or didn't track their food for two weeks I'm like what why but I would say that's someone else like I totally get it when I came off of it, I was like, no, I have to start working out. And then like, I took two days off and I went back. I was like, oh, this is why people take weeks off. I feel like crap, (laughs) but it's hard. Like it's hard to do what you say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally is. Was this year, um, like were the workouts tougher than previous years? You feel like you needed some more time off? Man, that the weird thing, and through the years of me competing, I've been at it since 2016 was my first, uh, like, regionals was what it was back in the day. Uh, and that regionals, I was completely destroyed after. Like, I was so sore, so tired. 2017, I had a little break because my elbow. 
2018, I came back and I wasn't a sore, but I was still like, couldn't walk very well. Uh, then my next minute land or my first minute landing, I was so sore. Like I couldn't demo for at least two days after like in the gym, I couldn't show anybody a squat. I was like, y'all come. I was like getting someone else out of the crowd to like come and demo that, uh, this year. I don't know if it was my nutrition. I got that on point a little more. I have Norma Tex. I started paying more attention to the recovery. I was not a sore. Like I, I could go back. I told my husband, he was telling me to take off another day. I was like, but I feel fine. Like nothing hurts, but it was more of like a mental fatigue that I had. I just, from all the emotions, I guess it was just a big dump. Oh yeah, for sure. That, that adrenaline dumping out. Yeah. It was like, what am I even living for right now? (laughs) But I don't know. I think it was just everything played or tied in together perfectly with eating uh, recovery wise, I wasn't as destroyed this time around, but I think the workouts, I don't know. They're always all, they're so different. And I'm one of those that don't, I don't really remember what I do the day before. So I, I I think it was pretty much the same as last year. I just feel like I prioritize recovery and nutrition a little more this time around. Did you have a, did you have a coach for that? Um, yes. So my coach, she's, yeah, I would call her my coach, uh, Carol Ann Reason Tabo. She was a previous games athlete and, uh, she, I, she was following mayhem athlete. She has her own programming now, but we were always going like head to head on the, the workouts. And so we were just ended up becoming like just friends through Instagram because of that. Then I found out she's actually one of the coaches for the M2 perform or M2 nutrition. I don't know what it's called, but M2, uh, and with Mike Malloy. And so I reached out to her because I'm certified with nutrition and I know what to do. It's just, I don't do it. And if somebody's there holding me accountable, cause I'm psycho. I just, me seeing myself eating more. I know I should, I'm, I don't do it. And so I just, I need somebody to tell me what to do. And so I asked her if she would tell me what to do. And she, she does, she like tracks me. She looks in my, my fitness pal. She's like, Leah, that those aren't the carbs I needed. I needed like hundred grams more. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> Uh, but she gave me like a play-by-play and everything during mid-Atlantic, like, uh, even down to the timing. So that was really nice. I didn't have to think about it. I just read my text from her and she just told me what to do. So that was nice. That was the first year I ever had, like somebody during that moment, tell me what to do. And I think it played a big part. Yeah. And I guess taking, that's taking one extra competition stress off you. Yeah. And uh, we had an Airbnb with this cool little loft. So I, I was able to cook the food that I typically eat. As opposed to last year, I was in a hotel. I didn't think of food. And I was just always eating out. And by the end of the weekend, I told my husband, I was like, I want to go home. And I just want my home food. <laughs> so this year was nice. I got to basically stay in my element outside of my element. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. Like you, you go to a completely different state. And you're probably used to a little bit these more online competitions the last couple of years to where you go in person. And it's... um there's just a lot of different factors. Maybe it's, does it like speed up the competition a little bit? You feel like you have more to worry about instead of just being inside your own gym. Yes, definitely. It's, it's like, uh, the days are so long, but they're so short. <laughs> if that makes sense. Cause it's like, once you get there, you're like, okay, I gotta go do this, this, this. And yeah, you're just out of your routine and I'm a very routine oriented person. So that took a, luckily though, I have like my husband, he did every, he was like, what do you need? So he would like make my breakfast while I get ready. And it's definitely an adjustment and it makes everything kind of fly by. Cause 
you're always thinking of like what's next because you're not you're not home but at home it's almost like oh i have two more hours till i go <laughs> what am i gonna do yeah it's why and some things that i heard from people is like the hardest thing that i could imagine is doing the uh the strength portion where you have like 10 15 minutes in between your warm-ups before you're actually taking the bar on your first attempt Yes, that is not, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> Luckily this year though, they did something cool in the corrals, which is usually where you stand for like, what seems like forever. Uh, they had a platform and a barbell. So like once they briefed us on the workout, they're like, okay, here's a platform with weights and you can go do whatever. So I hit a couple lifts there, but even then I hit a couple lifts and I still waited for like five to 10 minutes before I went out on the floor, but it's better than 15. <laughs> so but yeah, I, uh, I, I wish we didn't have to lift at first. <laughs> That's something I, I would rather lift. Like, I don't know. I guess I have the first day jitters, but my first lift is just always so trashy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's all the pressure, especially like day, day one, first lift and you're expecting to feel good. Maybe, maybe you didn't sleep the best the night before. Maybe the warm ups didn't go well and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> it doesn't really matter at that point. No, it doesn't. And in the warm-up area, I was warming up my lifts and felt they felt heavy. I was like, should I reconsider my opener? But it's weird what adrenaline does. I got out on the floor and I I didn't I botched the last one, uh which sucks. Like I just went 2 seconds back to save it. But uh that's the lightest that barbell has ever felt on the floor. And I was like, man, that's so weird. Like I had 10 minutes of nothing and they felt so heavy in the warm up area and just adrenaline in that stage, it does something to you. Cause I, I never had that barbell feel like that. <laughs> but it doesn't show because I didn't do very good. But <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what you want. That's what you, you hope for. You know, you tr you do all this training for six events and then it's like you get to the end of the weekend. Hopefully you felt good those two days. Yeah. If you didn't, well, you're kinda out of luck. Yeah. And back to the drawing board which is me now. <laughs> well, I kind of love to, you know, we're, we're jumping ahead to the Mac 2022. You've been at this for a long time. So can we kind of get into how you found CrossFit and how you, you know, first originally started competing? Yeah. So, uh, in college, I believe. Yeah. It was in college. Uh, I had a couple of friends that started into CrossFit and they're like, Hey, I, uh, I actually came from one college tech. I went to tech, Texas tech for a year, realized I was going nowhere fast. And so I had to kind of get my life together. So I moved to a uh, different college, Hardin Simmons and Abilene. And that, so I came off of uh, being a party animal. Uh, my first year of college, I guess I had freedom. So I was, I liked to party. So I put on some weight from it. And so whenever I finally found health and wellness, that was in college when I changed my major to uh, kinesiology or fitness recreation sports management it's kind of a earful uh but once I started learning more about the human body and it moving I just started working out and so I was started initially with some circuit training so like Monday and Wednesday I don't remember but it was like buys and tries leg day was Wednesday and so I was in that kind of structure and I was always in the gym if I wasn't at school I was in the gym just playing around and just lifting and just trying to lose the party weight that I had <laughs> Uh, and so I had a couple of friends come up to me in the weight room. They're like, Hey, we're trying this CrossFit workout. I think you'd really like it. Uh, you should do it with us. And so I ended up doing it with them. 
Well, when I did it, I couldn't squat below parallel because I saw him squatting. I was like, wait, you have to go that deep. And so they were like teaching me the ways. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, what am I supposed to do? And so I had a ball uh, with a plate and I was just hitting that ball every time. And so, it, you know, eventually I got up to speed with that. But uh, yeah, my first workout had air squats, couldn't squat below parallel. I had pull ups and they didn't have any bands at the gym I was at. It wasn't a CrossFit gym. It was just like a weight room at school. I had to have my friend hold my feet to like try do a pull up. And so I like pushed the crap out of her actually, because my feet were on her. Uh, and so I had like assisted pull-ups that way. Uh, but I loved the workout. I don't even remember what the workout was, but I just remember really loving it. And so, uh, I just started doing CrossFit workouts. I would like have a friend that would send me the workouts or I'd Google the workouts and just do them in that, uh, workout area at my college. And then I ended up joining a CrossFit gym, uh, my last semester at Harden Simmons. And so that's whenever I just kind of fell in love with it. And I just started, uh, competing my first competition I won, which was kind of crazy. I guess, uh, it wasn't very gymnastics focused or squat focused because I couldn't do a pull up or squat very well. Uh, but I ended up winning that competition. And after that, that's when I got hungry. And so, uh, I moved actually to the Dallas area, which is where I'm at now. And I found a really good gym, uh, that my dad actually knew, uh, it's funny now because it's actually my husband and sister-in-law but he knew their dad my father-in-law and knew I was into CrossFit and so that uh he reached out to them I showed up it was my first class and I was like so nervous plus I had a crush on the coach who's my husband now so that was even more nerve-wracking and uh I remember coming I was so nervous I told my sister-in-law I was like I can't do a pull-up I don't know if I can lift and it was like power cleans and pull-ups. And so they got me on a band and I was on a green and a black band for the pull-ups. And I actually cleaned 135. I don't know if it was pretty, but that was like always my goal. The gold standard for me was 135. So I was able to do it. So I was happy. Power clean. And uh, so that was my first day in ammo, which is the gym I own now. And like, I always became a gym rat the whole, the first day I was going to get my master's. I was living with my grandparents just to save money. And so I had n really nothing to do. So I was just always at the gym and I uh, always wanted to be like a CrossFit coach. I just didn't know when or how to even like go about it. And so my sister-in-law approached me and I was like, you're always in the gym. Like, would you want to be a coach? And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So I started shadowing her and uh, I ended up like really just enjoying the coaching side of it. So anyways, flash forward to all the years of coaching, uh, we ended up going to the regionals that was at Dallas and I wasn't, I was doing like local competitions, but just, I still wasn't really structured diet wise. I just kind of drank whatever, ate whatever, but I was in a CrossFit. And so that was me like as a coach, but I get to regionals and we had our group from the gym there. And I was, it was 2015. We were sitting in the stands and I like turned to my husband now, but he was just one of my coworkers at the time. And I was like, what is it going to take for me to get down to the floor? And he was like, just walk down there. Like he didn't understand my question. <laughs> I was like, okay, I get that. But like, I want to compete. And so he like told me just the discipline it was going to take, uh, the program, like I'm gonna have to be in the gym more. I'm gonna have to focus on like the gymnastic skills that I lack. Uh, I'm gonna have to lose some weight. He said it nicely. And, uh, just like really just hone in on a bunch of different skills. And so I was like, I'm in, let's do it. And so he started actually writing my programming. And so I was in the gym twice a day, 
doing the two days, I reached out to a nutritionist and started getting my diet in check. And so 2015 was kind of like my building year of like competing. And that's whenever I started just falling in love with it to where 2016 happened the open. And I actually punched my ticket to regionals. And, uh, I, I don't remember my placing, but I was like 20 something out of 40. So, you know, I was like middle of the pack, but encouraging enough to like start. And so, yeah, 2016, or that I feel like that moment in 2015 is kind of what like got me to the competition life. But college is what kind of started me in CrossFit. That was a long-winded question or answer. No, Sorry. I, I love it. <laughs> was like at the time being in a master's program, was it kind of looked down on to want a job in CrossFit? Did people kind of yes. understand what, it, what you were doing? They had no clue. Uh, uh, they... I, they would always say, like, I would say I do CrossFit because everyone came from different backgrounds. And so it came up, I was trying not to say anything because I know like the negative stigma that CrossFit can sometimes get, uh, but it ended up coming out into my classes. And so they would always just call me CrossFit and telling me that I have to do like fake pull-ups and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so then like, uh, they ended up not like as time went on and they understood like oh she actually knows what she's like talking about and what she's doing uh so they ended up phasing out but initially i got so much crap they're like you do fake pull-ups you don't even do real workouts i'm like but it's it's functional so i would always have an argument back <laughs> but yeah it's funny how it usually and i mean science is the same way it takes long for the textbooks to catch up so i've had that conversation with a few different people who you know you get into crossfit and people in education might say like, oh, that's not, you know, that's not optimal or they're not really doing anything that's going to be beneficial. Like that stuff's way, way too hard or way too, you know, you're going to get injured. You're going to all these things. And most of the time it's from people who have never stepped foot in a CrossFit gym. Yep. It always, uh, there was, uh, where was I? I was at the grocery store. I get approached a lot at the grocery store, but they asked like what I do. And uh, I was like, I do CrossFit. They're like, ooh, you're not going to be able to move in a couple of years. And I was like, okay, first off, you don't even know how I move. So I plan to be moving like this till I'm 90. Because <laughs> that's like the longevity of it. If you do it right, you'll be able to do it forever. So yeah. just do it right. <laughs> but I was like, I don't have time. And those people probably don't move themselves. I know. I was like, what do you do, though? Like, you probably don't even work out, <laughs> which mm. is worse. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're you're going to be the one not able to move in a couple of years. At least go for a walk or something. That's funny. So you were at regionals and I mean, you were taking it a little bit seriously, but were you kind of flustered to be there kind of looking around saying, I don't really belong here? Yes. And that's like what I, I, I'm a competitor. I've always been a competitor. Just growing up, I was always that one that was just in every, every sport and just competing. And so that's just like the way I live. <laughs> I don't know. I just always want something to work towards. And I felt worthless, like just standing there, watching everybody push their body to the limit on such a cool big stage. I was like, they call their name out. And it was just like the little things. I was like, they have their name on a board. So it was like those, those things appealed to me. But I, yeah, I felt like, what am I doing with my life? I really want to feel this way. Like I want to be dead on the, the finish line, just like they are. And uh, yeah, I felt like I had like, nothing to work towards sitting in the stands. I didn't like it. Wow. It motivated me. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think some people probably take it the other way. It's like, this looks like the hardest thing ever. There's no way I could ever get to this level. 
Yeah, I'm really weird. My husband, he runs, I guess he's weird too, because he likes to run like 100 miles trail running, like no sleep. You just run for 100 miles. It's really fun to watch. And like leading up to his event, obviously the nerves set in. He like feels, you know, that nervous little sickness feeling. And I am so jealous of it every single time. I'm like, I want to feel that way because I love that feeling. And like before my competition recently, I told my husband, I was like, I feel sick. Like, I don't want to do this. And he was like, Leah, you love this feeling. And I just remember, I was like, oh yeah, I do. I'm one of the weird ones. Like I want to feel dead. <laughs> yeah. And always, always wanting to compete. Where do you think that comes from? Just playing sports as, as you grew up? I think so. Uh, I, I also think it's a personality thing too. Like not, uh, well, I, don't know. I, I would think that that personality developed through, you know, my childhood. So I think my childhood is why my, my parent, my mom was a volleyball coach, a track coach, basketball. My, so I, I lived the athletic life from the start. And so I think it was just like instilled in my mind from a very young age that you're just going to compete always. And so I did, that's just what I did. And now if I don't have a, comp- a competition like coming up, I, I'm like, what am I doing? What is my, <laughs> what kind of life do I have right now? I have nothing to shoot for. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it all started just from a young age. And I think as I've aged and, I guess, appreciated my body and, like, what it can do, it's even, like, more so now. Because I also know, like, I'm 30. Now, to some people, they think that's old in CrossFit. It is – I sometimes feel that way. But I know I'm only going to be at this for a couple more years, too. So I think that also, like, fuels my competitive drive even more because I have – you know, a willing body and a schedule and a job that's going to allow me to do this for a couple more years. And so that makes me even like more competitive. I feel like, cause yeah. like, I just, I don't want it to be done, but we got to move on with our life too. <laughs> I'm going to jump, jump around a little bit here, but how do you, when you have new members who come in who say, I never want to do what you do. I never want to compete. I never want to have that feeling. Is that hard for you to relate or to get them on a new program? Like, how do you kind of balance that? It is hard to relate because I, like I said, I've grown up knowing like I I push my body no matter what. So it is hard for me to relate. But then I also remember where I started. And that's what I try to get people to realize as well, because they come in, they see me and they're like, oh, I'll get this a lot. Actually, I don't want to be as bulky as you. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like you don't probably, you're not going to train two hours a day. You're not going to eat what I eat. Uh, But I try to like bring it down and tell them like kind of where I started. And so that's also what helps me as a coach relate to them is just, I bring it back to day one of me doing CrossFit. Like I didn't want to be bulky. I didn't want man arms when I first started CrossFit. And now, you know, as I like grow to love the sport of CrossFit and the movements, I realize like, who cares? My body is able to do this. My arms are big. It is what it is. Uh, and so that's like kind of what I try to instill in my new members as well. But the beauty in that too, and I'm, I'm used to it over the years is our gym population. I'm kind of the only competitor. We do have people that enter into competitions, but I'm kind of the only one that's like gung ho, hardcore competing. Everyone else is just trying to be active and just keep up with their kids. So I'm used to those kind of members and I love it actually, because it's funny too. You'll hear people say that and then they start, I'm like, okay, like there's some, I'm no, I know I'm like, give them three months. They're going to be asking me for a competition. They're going to be asking me for the next progression. 
And so it's kind of like knowing my audience too, but yeah, it is hard to relate, but then I just kind of bring it back to day one. And I try to tell them too, like me on day one. And that kind of encourages them. They're like, oh, so like, I really can do these things. I'm, I don't have to show up and just like train two hours a day and or two hours twice a day. And, you know, just kind of progress them from there. But it's funny. You'll see the people like, you know, they have like three months until they're itching for the competition. <laughs> but it is fun too. I love seeing like progressions. We actually right now going on in our gym right now is the 70 plus group. And I live for that. Like that. Yes, I'm a competitor and I'll always be a competitor, but I also want to be like that when I'm 70. I want to be able to show up to the gym and just do what the coach tells me to do because I'm able to. So it's like a two part. It's kind of hard. It's like you want them to compete, but like I want you to be 70 and moving. So I want you to do what makes you happy. Yeah, I resonate with that a lot. Like I think as I've I've competed in everything all my life and I've always like chased that that competition feeling and then as I'm kind of phasing out of it I'm like I just want to be you know that be that 70 year old who's like I don't have to say no to something somebody asked me for to go on a hike or to run a 5k or to do this competition like yeah I can do it maybe I'm not going to do the best all the time I'm not going to be in in the best shape all the time but like I can say yes to it and I'm not going to die doing it and that's something I think that I'll struggle with. Like whenever I am done competing, I'm never going to stop fitness. So I think that's, what's going to be hard for me. Like knowing I really only need an hour of good, hard, intense working out instead of my four to five hours. I think that's really going to be hard for me, but that's also like what I want with my fitness life. I don't want to just stop. I want to keep going. So that's actually, I'm, I'm nervous for that part, but like, uh, yeah, you can, you can actually work out an hour a day and still live healthy and be fit. But I bet that's hard for you. Is that an adjustment? Oh yeah, for sure. To, yeah. To like, to go into the gym and be like, well, I, if I don't feel like doing something, I don't have to. Yeah. That's, that would be weird for me. I actually did that because it's off season right now. So I actually did that the other day. I was like, I don't feel like doing pistols. And so I didn't. And afterwards I felt really weird, but I was like, no, like I'm going to do what makes me happy right now. And pistols don't make me happy. <laughs> you don't really see a lot of people who, I mean, the competitors now, I feel like there's still a lot of people who have been around from the beginning. There's not a ton of people who have transitioned out and who have just gone on to live their lives. I guess you can say like Frazier is is doing a lot of business stuff, but but I'd imagine that's got to be a huge shift when four or five, six hours a day, all you're doing is working out and your time matters all the time. And then it doesn't. And you're like, wait, what do I do now? It's really weird. And I actually struggled. Uh, like, I shouldn't be probably doing two a days as long as I'm doing, like, right now. Because right now I need to, like, focus on the little things like mobility. I've slacked on that. Uh, just working on core, you know, like, little things, getting stronger. and So kind of, like, taking steps back in order to progress forward. I'm struggling with that. Uh, I'm like... I finish a workout and have like 30 extra minutes, which I typically would do like a zone two or like add another workout. And instead I'm stretching and it's hard. I I'm like, I should not be sitting here right now. I need to be going tackling weaknesses and, but it, uh, it'll keep me going and it'll give me fuel for later. But then I start thinking of after competing, I'm like, well, crap, what am I going to do with my time? Like (laughs) I want to be in the gym and I know I can go do and be something else. So Yeah. That's something that actually like stresses me out right now. 
which also means I'm not done. I think whenever I'm done competing, I'll have a piece, a little piece about me where I'm like, okay, I'm working out for an hour. Sweet. That's it. I think it'll be hard, but I also think there'll be a little piece about me whenever I am done, which is also why I'm going to keep going because I have no piece about that. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds stressful. Even like this year. So you get done the, you get done the Mac and is it, 2023 already are you thinking about that as soon as you kind of step off the competition floor maybe it wasn't what you expected or the placement that you wanted is it just on to the next one uh it definitely is on to 2023 uh my husband wishes it wasn't because he thinks I need to take like at least a month to like enjoy time in the gym and be gone and enjoy life outside of the gym but I've like drilled just that regimen is scheduled for so long that like and also, I'm not happy with how I placed at Mac. I'm happy with the way I finished. I feel like I finished really strong. And I should be happy and fortunate to be there. But again, I'm a competitor at heart, and I'm not happy. I'm disappointed in the way it ended. And uh, so the moment I got on that plane home, oh, wait, no, we drove home. The moment I got in the car home, I, I started writing down like my goals and everything I needed to do for 2023 because I feel like uh, my season ended and a lot of others continued I would want to continue and so now that I'm not continuing like I need to get in the gym and start tackling the things that I need to tackle in order to continue my season next year so yeah I'm definitely one of those it's like back back to the drawing board let's get after it let's not live life let's just get right back in it but I got a good support group that's like hey maybe we don't spend four hours in the gym on Saturday and let's go out to eat instead. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to find a balance right now of hungry, but live a little. And I'm sure it'll pick back up. Like the holiday season is t- after the holiday season is kind of when I start ramping things up like to the T, but right now it's just, I'm hungry. I want it. I want to get better. So, yeah. So the first the first two days you finished, uh, I think it was 27th, 15th, and like 21st. Yeah, yeah. bad start. It's eating me alive. <laughs> so after the first workout, are you thinking, I'm done? Like there's no way I can move on? Oh, yes. Uh, the first day was really bad. Uh, I'm also very hard on myself. And whenever I don't do what I am capable of doing and I know that I'm capable of doing, I don't, I'm not good at brushing it off and moving on. And that's something I'm working on this season is like, uh, have you seen a, what's it called? Ted Lasso? I haven't. I've heard good Uh, things about it. Yeah. So he like tells his soccer team, uh, like they lose or play really bad to be like a goldfish because goldfish, they don't remember anything. They don't know anything really. So like the goldfish eats the food, they're on to the next, like they're already forgetting that moment. They're already on to the next moment. And uh, so I was trying to, I, I'm bad at being a goldfish. So that's like what I'm working on. That's my quote is be a goldfish right now. So, uh, but yeah, after day one, missing that lift, when I know it could have hit it, it just slipped out of my hand. And like, I just wanted those moments back. And I saw my placement and also know the workouts ahead of me, like come in. And I, I told my husband, I was like, I'm done. Everything I've worked for, it's gone. I'm not going to the games. Uh, my shot is ruined and I just started going in this negative downward spiral. And I'm disappointed to say that I, I don't like the way I handled myself that day either. So that's like mainly my disappointment, but yeah, when I've had those bad three workouts, I, I was texting my nutritionist, Carol, 
And I was telling Lee, my husband, just like, I'm done. I don't know what I'm doing. This isn't fun. I want to go home. And then finally, Carol and Lee brought me back. They're like, okay, what are you, what's your why? What are you doing this for? If you're doing this just to make it to the games, you're not doing it right. Like you should be doing it to be better than you were last year, to have fun. Like if you're not doing this and you're not having fun, that's when you should be done. And so my husband just kept asking, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And my answer is always that it's fun. Like I actually enjoy it. And so he's like, okay, well, you can, you can quit. You can take that 27th place, let it knock you down, let it destroy you. Or you can come back and be seen as a girl that never quit. You had fun. You put a smile on your face and you remember that you actually enjoy this. And so, you know, at first I didn't want to hear it. And so I was like, whatever, like, you don't get it. I've been working so hard, but he gets it. He was there like the whole time. And so uh, after that legless rope climb event, I faked my smile and it actually helped. Faking your smile actually helps you (laughs) attitude wise. (laughs) And uh, that's whenever I had my best finishes ever. Uh, the last three events I've never been top 10 and I had three top 10 finishes. So, uh, yeah, I I was done. And then I ended up, I had a good support team that just was there to watch me have fun and remembering that just kind of really helped me too. And I always wanted to be seen as that girl that never quit. And so that was also a big deal for me too, because I don't quit. Like I don't expect my members in my gym to quit. So why would I quit? Why would I be done? Because I don't get what I wanted. Like that's life but you don't quit. You guys got to keep showing up. So I just kept telling myself that just keep showing up and it paid off a little bit. Um, and just eat me alive though. The top 10 finishes. I'm like, that could have been me at the beginning, <laughs> but. And I mean, at your level, the, the difference between, you know, a top 10 finish and a 20th to 30th place, it's not that much. Like it, it's a couple mistakes. Yeah. It's a, it's a mislift and it's really hard to come back from. So I can imagine like when, you know, you miss a lift that you think you could, you should have made and you're kind of out. It's like, that's it. You have, you have one opportunity. I'll never forget that feeling. And my husband actually told me that too. He's like, don't forget those feelings. Like whenever, I, whenever they were announcing the top five, my blood was like boiling. Cause I was like, man, that could have been me, but I had two mistakes. I had a missed lift. I had a no rep on the legless rope climb. And that just like affected me for the other rope climbs, like two mistakes cost me. I would say, I think it cost me a shot, if not a top 10 finish. And so uh, I was just sitting there with my blood boiling and he just always telling me, he's like, remember this feeling. And I'll never forget the feeling. And I'll remember that whenever I'm like dying in a workout in the gym or I'm lifting and the pressure's high. Like, I'm not going to forget that feeling of disappointment. Like I, I was shaking on the floor. Cause just, I wanted to leave because I was first lifting and everyone else had lift. And I was just sitting there like, oh, I just want like two seconds back. I just want to turn back time. And I was just sitting there like wanting to leave so bad, just like shaking inside. But that's the name of the game. And that's what's going to motivate me to continue on. But yeah, it's annoying to know like two mistakes. <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is at this point. It only everything happens for a reason, I believe so. I'm definitely not going to forget those feelings in this coming season. And do you think, I mean, you had it like to make regionals after a year or two of training is super impressive. So, I mean, do you feel like when you first got into it, it was like almost easy and, you know, you expect to, you expect to be really good at this. I know you had a, had a really bad injury and maybe we can get into that, but like, did you kind of think when you first got into it, 
you know, you start taking it seriously and it's like, oh, hey, I'm I'm like relatively I have a chance at this thing, you know, and then it's like you have a bad injury and then you're back to the drawing board again. Yeah. So when I first started, things came easy for the most part. Uh, I was strong and I was I wouldn't say I was over. I was overweight a little. Like I was thick and I can uh, I actually posted on my Instagram a before and after of like me at Mac this year and then my very first crossfit competition ever or no my second competition it's funny it's crazy i was a completely different looking athlete but i was strong like mass moves mass and uh i wasn't strong compared to like these girls now but like for a beginner in crossfit i was pretty strong asked me to pull up wasn't very good asked me to run without stopping no way so i was a completely different athlete then so like the weight of things and the power things came to me pretty easily. Everything else I had to kind of work towards, but it's still, I caught on pretty quick, but I think I was just like the athlete at heart. I just have always been an athlete. And so I just always knew like, that's the process of just learning. But uh, yeah, things came easy there. When I came back from my injury, things were hard to get, especially trying to remember or like remembering where I was and just how far I had to go. I'm still not as strong as I was before my elbow. I still haven't hit any of my post elbow. Well, my deadlift. I haven't hit any of my post elbow or pre elbow PRs. Uh, so that's very frustrating. But I also have to remember when I came back from my elbow, I was a totally different athlete. I lost a ton of weight. Uh, so I was good at, I actually ended up being better at gymnastics. I turned in my hate into love for running. So I became a totally different conditioned athlete and, uh, I, all in all, all around, I'm a better athlete, but still eating me alive, like remembering where I was uh, for the weights, because it's just not getting my weights back up. It's just not easy. So I'm actually figuring out that it actually is a hard process. <laughs> yeah. So but, I, yeah, I mean, getting strong. And I mean, there's so many things. I'm constantly impressed by looking at the workouts and like what you guys do, the, the, the weights and the cardio piece, like it's so impressive. I mean, the female RX is like the top, I mean, the top male past the top male RX in any box. So it's like looking at those workouts that you guys do, I'm like so blown away by, you know, 70 pound dumbbell snatches and, you know, the amount of, um, the complexes you guys have to do and the legless rope climbs. It's like, Oh my God, it's so impressive. It is cool to see that because then, and you get so wrapped up in like the now and the future, like where I want to be that you forget where you came from. And I, I forget that a lot. Like, I remember there was a workout I did in a local ish competition in Austin and we had a 70 pound dumbbell snatch. That was the heaviest dumbbell snatch I've ever done in my life. And then at Mac last year, I had like, I don't know, 20 to 30 of them. And looking back on that, like I was just cycling through it. So it's really cool to see like the progression. You kind of forget where you came from uh, to where it is now. And even like the workouts themselves, like uh, in 20, when was it? 2014 or 17, the legless rope climbs uh, made its appearance. One of those years and girls couldn't make it out of that workout. And now like seeing us make it out of that workout, it's really, it's crazy to see the sport evolve and they're getting younger. <laughs> they're finding CrossFit at the same time I did right after a year of partying really hard. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I wish I found it at their age. Is that almost discouraging or is it 
do you feel like you kind of have a chip on your shoulder? Not, I mean, you're 30, you're not old, but no. seeing how people are coming in at 13, 14, I heard one girl, I think started at seven. They said at the Atlas games. So like seven, they have, you know, what, 10 years of training before yeah. they're, before they're even 18. Is that hard to, and as a child, it is, it, uh, it's hard but then it's also encouraging in the same way like it's hard because I'm like oh your knees don't ache or your elbows don't ache or uh, when you're younger you don't well I would say you don't think but as long as they've been in the sport like they think like they know what they're doing at that age I wouldn't be thinking at all I would just like grip in and go and that's actually like my first year regionals that's I think why I was so good at lifting compared to what I am now because I didn't think I literally just picked it up and did it (laughs) But now as you like age and you just look at an elbow on a lift, you just really start thinking. Uh, So that's the discouraging part of it. But it's also encouraging because I'm like, man, I've been here. Like I'm still here and I'm like older and, you know, I'm juggling like a job and life. And it's cool to know, like, I'm still up there with these kids that have been doing it since they were seven. Uh, So it's also encouraging too. And it also motivates me because I'm like, no, I'm going to be that. I'm going to be that older girl that's holding her ground (laughs) that's like what I want. I want to just stand my ground. And a lot of the 30 year olds I'd I'd talk to, they feel the same. They're like, we're not leaving. Okay. (laughs) But I also have experience in these competitions, which I feel like experience really helps you in those, in the little moments, like, and uh, like chalk, put your chalk on the sled while, before you chalk up before the chest of bar and have been in over so it's like you learn little things through the years that I think it really helped me too experience wise but yeah we were in the corral at Mac and this girl she looked 12 and I looked at my husband I was like this girl probably has half like I'm probably half I'm probably double her age so I asked her and she was 18 I was like I have 12 years on this girl that's crazy and you don't think like that but then you start asking around you're like oh my gosh this is wild (laughs) I've never thought of myself as the old one in the sport (laughs) Yeah, I get. I guess it's kind of tough to to not compare yourself at that point. Like the yeah, people are coming in a completely different league. Yeah, it's crazy. It's impressive though. Like kudos to them, but I'm not leaving. <laughs> I loved the post that you made about keep showing up, and you talked about it a little bit earlier. I didn't like how somebody said, "How do I get as fit as you in 30 seconds?" Because I was yes. like, that, that's kind of a ridiculous thing to say. Like how how much time you've been at this and how much work that you put into it but i th- i i love that mindset like to keep showing up and yeah i'm not leaving i might be older than people i might have had an injury i might have you know bombed the first event but i'm going to keep showing up i love that mindset thank you i uh it's hard to have it all the time for sure but i know if i just keep showing up and i just keep doing the best i can in that moment i'm going to see results it's not like i'm just going to Uh, skipping and not doing things to the best that you can in that day is a good way to stay stagnant. And I never want to be that. I always want to be the best that I can be in any situation. And I also owning a gym and being a coach really helps me. I feel like as a competitor, because I expect these kind of mindsets in my athletes. And so if I slip up or I'm not, I'm feeling some certain way, I just remember like, all right, what would you tell this person? And that really helps me and holds me accountable to showing up every day, no matter how I feel. I don't feel like lifting too bad. You're going to do the best that you can because you're here. And so that also helps me. But yeah, that's like my uh, mantra. Just keep showing up. 
and you versus you, which is hard. You versus you is very hard for me to do, but I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to make it to the CrossFit Games, so you versus you kind of depends on how everybody else does. Yeah. So it's also like you versus the other girl that's better than you because you, you got to be better than her. <laughs> so that's the hard part I'm struggling with. Like I need to be better than I was in this moment. But I also I have uh, in that competition, I have 29 other people, honestly, like, yeah, I have 29 other people that I need to be better than. So it's like hard to get in, out of that mindset, too. But it's also fun. It keeps I keep coming back. I can't stop. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the mental game is a tough one because you can say all those things. and But can I mean, you do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you have the shitty first event, do you keep showing up or are you like, you know what, that's it. I yeah. My whole season's ruined. I can't make it to the games. You could, you know, essentially pack it up. You could finish top 20 or bottom, like bottom 10 in the last couple events. And, you know, you could, I guess you could always give yourself that out. Like I wasn't going to go anyway, so... So why put everything I have into this? Yeah. And that's actually uh, the second event. I, I was struggling with that. And it, the first event, I didn't handle that very well after either. It ate at me. Just I wanted those seconds back. And so it was just eating at me over and over up until that second event. And so finally, I, I guess I faked it. I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm hungry. I'm good at GHDs. I can do handstand walks. Overhead squats are my jam. Let's go. I bombed it. And I think deep down internally, I was like, all right, whatever. He didn't make it. Just do what you can do. And that I have never felt so disappointed in myself after day one that I did that doing that. And it was because of the way I handled the disappointment of not continuing on to, you know, like I want to go to the games this whole year. I felt it too. I felt it in my heart. Like I'm going. And then when that happened, it just destroyed me. So I was very disappointed in that. Uh, so yeah, it was hard to pull myself out of that. But what would I tell my athletes? <laughs> I just kept going back to that. And obviously my support group, they helped too. But yeah, it's hard to like come back from that. But just that's part of it. That's part of the game. And you don't always get what you want. So I feel like everything happens for a reason too. So yeah. it's teaching me something, whether I want to learn it or not. What are some of the dark sides of competing at a high level? Like, what do you do that you would never tell one of your athletes to do? <clears throat> Ooh, that's a good question. And honestly, the in season, and I, again, I've said, I think I've said this, I'm struggling living life, but uh, live life. <laughs> that's like, I, I put my life on hold uh, for, the season basically when it starts ramping up like I don't eat out I will not drink I am very like I ruin my weekends I'm here all the time and uh I but I know that's part of it like you gotta grind if you want to get to that level you gotta grind you gotta work and I would never advise that for a member that's just trying to like live a life because there's life outside of CrossFit and that's something I'm like trying to remember and realize that I do have a life and I'm not just Leah who competes at CrossFit. I'm a wife. I'm a gym owner. I'm a daughter. I'm a friend. And I forget those roles in, in training. And so that's something I would never tell my members to do is just be so obsessed with their goals and so obsessed with their like fitness life that they forget that there's life outside of it. 
so that's also I'm trying to have another I'm trying to have a life right now it's, it's actually hard because I'm, I'm very habitual and I'm very routine and I thrive in routine and so now I'm like we, it, we me and my husband celebrating my five-year anniversary and so this weekend we went out to eat and I had two drinks and I can't I was like struggling believe my husband was like Leah this is our five-year anniversary you had two drinks like you don't drink you're gonna be fine but I just really struggled with living life like that and uh, so that's something I would advise people to not do is ruin their life just for a goal, <laughs> but have goals, like be driven and don't, don't go on the weekend and party all the time, but still remember you have a life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's badass that you can, you can do all these things at a high level and it's, I'm constantly motivated talking to other people. Like I always kind of thought, you know, the more I talked to elite athletes, I was like, I expected them to be like oh yeah, quit your job, you know, stay in the gym for three hours. And usually it's, I mean, it's that, like they do that, but they also add on so many more things that you, you don't expect them to do. You have a lot of other responsibilities and it's, it's not something that you say, oh, well, I'm a gym owner. So like how I place at the Mac doesn't really matter. Or, you know, my relationship can, can take a hit. Like it can't because like you want to keep everything at the, at a high level, but also, like your goals are important to you as well. Yeah. And I don't want to look back uh, on my life too. Like thinking of this puts everything in a perspective for me as like thinking, look back 20 years from now. I don't want to regret one. If I don't make it to the games, I don't want to regret losing out on the relationships or the jobs or things like that just for a moment in time. Like obviously I have goals. I'm going to get there no matter like I'm going to push it as much as I can right now. But again, I want to look back and remember that that was fun. I don't want it to, I don't want to look back and be like, Oh man, remember whenever I just like burned every bridge I ever had. <laughs> so that's also what motivates me is like the future. And that's also hard for me to remember is uh, there's life outside of CrossFit. I'm not Leah, the CrossFit girl. <laughs> mm -hmm. I am, but I'm also a lot of other things. It must be tough though. Like you, you go to that competition and I'm sure you, you know, you get, you get followers and you get people like me asking you to come on a podcast. But I mean, that's like the avenue that you, you've picked, but it's, it's not who you are. Yeah. Which I actually feel special though. Like, uh, cause I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I've been in the sport for a while, but I also feel like I'm kind of somebody that nobody really knows. Like Leah Irons, who is that? Which I think this year I kind of, started to make more of a name for myself to show like, Hey, I actually do work out and I'm actually like training to go to the CrossFit games. Uh, but I guess I feel special cause I'm like, what you noticed me? <laughs> what y'all noticed me and you followed me. Like, I can't believe it. Cause I'm not one of those mainstream names, but I actually like it that way too. I like to fly under the radar sometimes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, I, I'm a fan of like when I hear, the backstories and like what what it took for people to get there and it's like oh this person's a teacher this person owns a gym this person is a firefighter and i think that's more cool than you know the people who finish on top of the podium i could honestly care less like i'm a i'm a fan of of seeing fitness at a high level but like i'm not you know making bets on this stuff or anything so i think yeah. it's cool like seeing you know how people can balance it seeing people come through adversity like face a major injury and want to come back from it that's what i'm inspired by well thank you and it actually uh 
I mean, I feel like living life outside of CrossFit also helps because uh, day one, like I said, not not a good night for me mentally. I stayed up till midnight that night, just thinking and being upset and just like just tearing myself down, basically. Like I, I journaled it and it was just like I read it through. I was like, oh, my gosh, I was in a dark spot uh, and I luckily pulled myself out. But I got I stayed up actually past midnight, I think like 1230 or one. I got five and a half hours of sleep. And uh, leading up to day two, and I was at first stressed. And my husband was like, Leah, you coach 5 a.m. at the gym and you go to sleep at like 10 because the nights are long, the mornings are early. And so that's just the gym owner life. It's just the way it is. And he was like, you train five to six hours in season. That's how long I train right now. That's not how long I train. But you train like five to six hours on five to five and a half hours of sleep. Like You're going to be fine. And so thinking of that, and knowing like, oh yeah, you're right. Like I coached, I trained for this long and I got five hours of sleep. I'm going to be fine. Cause I actually get a nap in between. I don't have to coach. I get to Norma tech. I get to eat a lot. This is actually going to be an easier mentally, a mentally easier day. <laughs> so it's like almost living life outside of CrossFit is also helpful for like those little moments. I didn't freak out cause I only got five hours. <laughs> what habit, what habits do you have outside of CrossFit that keep you healthy? Um, I wish I could say mobility. That's, that's on the, that's on the goals of the 2023. Um, I, I love to eat healthy and I think that that really helps me food, food for me is fuel. And so I try to stay as healthy as I can eating wise. Um, sleep I wish was better, but it is what it is. Owning a gym, you just, you don't sleep as much as you should, but I try to make the best of it. Uh, but yeah, I would say nutrition and recovery. Like I Norma Tech, I scrape, I see a chiropractor weekly. I'm going to start stretching more. And so that's kind of the habits I stay with. I'm very habitual with eating. I'm very, very black and white with that. I don't have much play room with it, but some say it's crazy, but I, it makes me happy. I thrive on routine and that's the way I want to live. I'm living my life by eating that regimented meal prep that I made on Sunday. Like that's just me and I like it. So I think that really helps me in the, in the uh, training side of things. What about, what about just daily? Like what do you do daily that has nothing to do with CrossFit that, you know, keep, keeps your relationships good, keeps, um, you know, keeps you happy. Mm. <laughs> this is sad. That's like a hard question for me to answer. Um, what do I do daily? Honestly, so I'm at the gym all the time, but just keeping up with relationships and just like talking to people and helping people in CrossFit, that brings me life because I don't really have a life outside of CrossFit right now because like when I'm not training, I'm coaching. Uh, and so I think investing my time in other people's fitness life really makes me thrive, but this isn't daily on the weekends right now. We're like movie buffs right now. We like to go to the movie theaters now. So that makes me happy and doing like housework makes me happy, but that's like the weekend whenever I have time for it. But I don't know. I love just like being active always. So that's kind of what makes me thrive. So if I'm like at home sitting down then I'm not very happy. So I'll like get up and just go to the gym and start coaching or something. So that like, wasn't a very good answer, but I literally just CrossFit all the time. But I don't, I don't CrossFit all the time. So coaching others makes me happy too, just to see them reach their goals. 
Yeah, that's an important job. And you I know, like to I, stay busy. Yeah, I used to ask that question as like, uh, you know, I'm expecting a miracle answer. But I mean, how much more of an important job can you have helping people with their fitness? Yeah, and uh, I'm actually uh, I'm helping others with nutrition right now. And so that seeing their progress makes me thrive. So that's a daily habit actually added in after Mac. Cause I was so focused on myself that it was hard for me to focus on others in nutrition. And so uh, now I started that up again and I'm seeing them transform and I'm like, man, this is awesome. So that like helps me to just remember, bring me back down to you're not Leah, the CrossFit you're Leo with many hats, <laughs> but yeah, staying busy. Just, I love it. I love to be busy and working on everyone else in me. Well, that's awesome. Where can, uh, where can people go follow you and, uh, find out what you do in the upcoming season. Yes. So, uh, I, I'm an old person. No, I'm not. Uh, but I don't have a TikTok because I don't understand it. So you can't follow me there, uh, but Instagram at Leah L E A H J irons, I R O N S. Uh, that's really, I'm more active on Instagram. I have a Facebook, but I'm not very, I'm, I have that mainly for my gym, but you can also follow my gym CrossFit ammo. Okay. Awesome. We, we like to post our, we try to keep that. The story's pretty active in the classes and stuff. It's fun. We got a good crew. Cool. But yeah. I'll get, I'll get that linked up in the show notes. Well, thanks so much for doing this. This was really fun. Yes. Thanks for having me. That was fun. All right. Just going to cut the record.